Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. Hey Hope family, it's so good to be with you today. And I am so excited about what God is doing. I got to tell you, and I want to thank you for those of you who have prayed and supported financially, uh, Joe Gruber. He was on our staff for five years, if you didn't know him, former pro skater, one of my closest friends. And God gave me a dream, Joe a dream, and his daughter a dream about planting a new church in Portland. And they planted in a pandemic. Talk about audacious faith. I mean, that's crazy. Portland, I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, Portland, it's so bad. You know it's bad if Santa Cruz is judging you. You know what I'm saying? People are judging Portland right now. because, And it's for real. Like, like the, the location that we thought we were going to be in is permanently closed because the ice building next door got burnt down and tear gas and all kinds of stuff. And so they're boarded up downtown. There's homeless people everywhere. But let me tell you, there is momentum from heaven. God is moving and he's stirring, he's doing something new from Fam Jam, this outdoor skate outreach that they're doing every week to their services that they just launched. I got to speak at their fourth public service. And oh my gosh, it's amazing to see what God is doing. It literally gives me chills to think about being there and, and honestly given the honor to speak to this new group of people and seeing people that are coming to faith even right now. It's just blowing my mind. And I don't know if you heard this, but there's a church there that has been in decline for a number of years. They've got an enormous, beautiful building and they prayed and they felt like God told them to close and give their building to a church planner. The next day he met Joe Gruber and they're giving them their building. They're in the process. We're still working out the details, but it was just amazing. I met with the former pastor and just was like, Hey man, that's, that's, that is so kingdom minded. And we had lunch and anyways, long story short, I am so excited about what God is doing. I just wanted to give you the update. I got to meet some of the people that are coming to faith, some of the leaders that Joe is building up in the community there. I got to hang with Jackie, got to hang with Joe and Katrina and Lauren, um, their family, the Grubers. And I just want to encourage you to, will you continue to pray for them? Because let me tell you, it is not easy. It is messy. They are stepping out in faith. You know, like Peter stepping out of the boat. I mean, this is like major faith right now. You know, we're just praying that God will provide enough money so we can support having this amazing building that they're being given, um, let alone being able to pay Joe's salary so he can be full-time and, and staff. He needs staff. And so let's continue to pray for them um, and maybe think about honoring them, sending them a text, encouraging them, because um, it's not easy what they're doing. But let me tell you, I went up there to be, uh, to encourage, to be a blessing. And how many of you guys know when you go with that mindset, you get so much more in return. I got so encouraged, not only by Joe, but by the church, by the people that are serving. Um, Nate, the coffee commander, he's got this like total hipster mustache and he's like making the, he like weighs out the beans and he's got like a thermometer on the, the temperature of the water. Like, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's, it's Portland. Like the coffee is good. I tasted and saw that the coffee is good. They are crushing it there. And it's so encouraging. You know, we, we have to look at that and be excited because that was birthed 
out of Santa Cruz Hope. It was birthed out of Hope Church and, and Scotts Valley Hope. You guys all supported and prayed and we're part of this. It's almost like we had a baby. It's pretty crazy. And ultimately, you want your baby to grow up and go beyond you. And that's kind of what we're seeing. It's so encouraging. So anyways, just wanted to give you guys the update. Um, the second thing I, gotta, I wanted to tell you about that was just, you know what? They say, um, I don't know who says this. Maybe I made this up. But I think vision fuels vision, right? God gave us a dream for Portland. God's given us a dream for Hope Church going beyond just the neighborhood, but to Santa Cruz County, to the greater Central Coast, Bay Area, and beyond. And we believe that He wants to keep doing that. He wants to keep reaching out and growing and reaching people for the Lord in a different way, maybe than, than you know other churches have done it. You know, there's a lot of churches that are there for Christians, and we want to be a church that is building up Christians, but we're also reaching out to people who don't know Jesus. There's so many people that don't and that need that hope, that need to hear that message. And right now, maybe you have an opportunity to share this. I'm going to give you guys a message today. Maybe there's somebody in your life that you need, that needs to know that you can bring hope to right now just by sharing this. Um, and so I just want to encourage you to do that. Uh, we're going to wrap up this series. We're talking about in-person relationships. What a strange word that we even have to use now to describe that we're actually not going to be on Zoom. We're going to be in person, right? And uh, I hope to see some of you guys in person soon. But as we are growing in this, as we're, we're, we're kind of just landing the plane in this series, I want to just speak to, I, I really believe this is the most spiritual thing. Relationships are spiritual. Sometimes we can uh, disconnect spirituality from relationships. And I truly believe that the reason why Jesus died was to reconnect that, you know what I'm saying? To, to help us understand how spiritual, how important the relationships in our life are. And ultimately, like it comes down to loving others more than ourselves, right? We're reminded of Jesus's teaching where he said to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. But the scripture actually raises the bar even more to encourage us to love others above ourselves. For most of us, it's pretty easy to put ourselves first. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, it's not my first thought to think about other people. Let's just be real. Like maybe you're just waking up right now. You're just stoked to like get that coffee going and you're, you're like, okay, I need to hear, I need to go to church. I need to get inspired. I need to get encouraged, right? And, uh, and we're here to serve you. We want to encourage you, but that's the honest truth. But, but how many of you guys know that like, um, it's not our nature to be looking out for others, but that's what God calls us to hanging out with Joe Gruber last week reminded me of that. First of all, I can't keep up with the guy. He's a little bit older than me. I'm not going to tell you how much, but he's, he's kind of an old man and uh, we love him anyways, but he, he's got so much energy. We're up till 1230 night meeting with people. He wakes up at 530 in the morning and he's in there making coffee. And you know what? He, he's become a coffee commander himself. He is getting the temperature, right? He's weighing out the beans and he's making, I'm like, and he's like waiting for me to wake up so he can make me this amazing Portland roasted coffee. And it just, you know, it, it encouraged me like, here's this guy and you know, he's got a lot of busy things to do, but he's up early. He's making coffee for his wife, Katrina, before she gets out of bed. How cool is that, man? I don't know. That inspired me. I want to be that kind of a husband for my wife, like thinking about someone else be, even before I start the day. Um, but that inspired me, you know, and I think that's what God wants for us is that we would be thinking about others, putting others first. And so that's what this message is all about today is loving others more than ourselves. And I want to direct our attention to a very simple passage in the Bible. Um, Philippians chapter two, 
uh, 3 through 11 and 14 and 15. If you want to turn there in your Bibles or if you're watching online, you can actually click Bible right below and it'll pull it up so we can read this together. Uh, Philippians chapter 2. And uh, I, I think this is a powerful message for us that we need to be reminded of every day. I don't know about you, but like I need to be reminded every day that it's not about me. Like, you know, I mean, I, I said that before in a message where I said, I want to get that printed on the inside of my coffee mug right here. It just says, it's not about me. <laughs> because the first thing I need to be reminded of is it's not about me. Let's read this passage together. Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, this is the the the... The part right here that we want to focus on, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking out to your, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Could you imagine how great our relationships would be if we just practice that one thing? But he continues on, verse five: in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 14. Again, this is another one that I need to be reminded of every day. Listen to this. Do everything without grumbling and complaining. It's Mother's Day. And so if your mom asks you to do something, just do it. Don't give her crap. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without finding fault in a warped and crooked generation. Right? Honor. Uh, when you honor someone and you do it without grumbling and complaining, it is, is a bright light. It shines and it, 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 it shows people who God is. It says, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Right? God wants us to shine like stars in the sky. He wants the church as Jesus followers to be a light in our community, in our neighborhoods, some, some of us in our family. He wants us to shine. And this passage gives us the pathway to shine. And it's by loving others more than ourselves. It's such a simple thing. But how many of you guys know, like it's simple, but it's one of the hardest things to live out. I don't care how spiritual you are, how much you know about the Greek and the Hebrew and how many spiritual gifts you have on your tool belt. Like, doesn't matter. If you can't love, the Bible says 1 Corinthians 13, it's like a clanging gong. Like a, just something super annoying and loud, right? And, and it's, if there's no love, right? Uh, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. Like God's called us to be people of love. And love isn't just loving others when it's convenient. And it's not just loving others because we have to, and I'm going to grumble about it. It's loving others because Christ has loved us and he's, he's changing our heart to put others first. Three things for you today. First, we got to evaluate your interests. If you want to love others in this way, 
It's important to evaluate your interests. It says, it says to um, look for the, not just your own interests, but the interests of others, right? And so are we looking out? What does that mean? What does that look like? What are my interests? I think we need to evaluate my interests. Are my interests only selfish? We watched the Wonder Woman 1984. Was that the movie, 1987, 84, whatever? It's the old school Wonder Woman. Uh, recently, moms are Wonder Woman. Every mom should have a Wonder Woman cup, right? Uh, Wonder Woman. And it's this movie where basically this guy gets this special stone, and it's like this wishing stone, and whatever you wish for, you get it. And he like he basically like uh, wishes that he could become the stone, and he gets on TV and he says, "Go ahead and wish for whatever you want." But there's always like you know something bad that happens afterwards. But the bottom line is the entire Earth starts getting what they want, and guess what? Wars are breaking out, bombs are going off, people are dying. It just every it like it's a really terrible thing. Like we should not always get what we want when our interests are selfish, right? And on the contrary, God wants us to have a different mindset that we're looking out for others. Look at what the Bible defines love. First John. 3.16. This is the other John 3.16. Love this. Uh, 16 through 18. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in, in truth, right? And so if, if there's people around us, like love is looking out for their interests, looking out for their needs and above our own sometimes. Sometimes it means sacrificing my interests. I think moms are a great example of this. For the most part, most moms are sacrificing their life for the interest of their children. Um, I think about my wife. We go away for the night to you know get away and have a, have a special night out or whatever. And it's so cool, man. She's thinking about our kids. And oftentimes we break out in prayer for our kids. We, we pray in the morning. Sometimes, often, most, most mornings we pray. And it's her prayers for our kids are so beautiful. She's not thinking about herself. She's thinking about how um, she can bless and help and look for the interests of our kids. If one of them is hurt or one of them is, has a concern, it's her concern. And I think that's just a beautiful picture of how we can look for others. Um, my mom was always praying for me. A lot of my friends, you guys, a lot of my friends are dead or in jail or Ventura County's most wanted, okay? That's kind of like the group that I grew up with as a skateboarder. Um, we just thought we were bad kids because it wasn't. we weren't allowed to skate anywhere. We were always getting chased by the cops. And so a lot of my friends went down these dark paths. And I know for a fact that I would be lost and I might even be dead if it wasn't for my mom praying for me and looking out for my interests. She didn't care about skateboarding. She didn't understand skateboarding. But you know what? If my shoes had big holes in them, she'd take me and get me a new pair of shoes. Um, and if my skateboard was banged up, she'd help me get a new skateboard. Or if I broke it, or she would drive me all the way to Santa Barbara to go to Pal Peralta. They had an indoor skate park. And my mom would like sacrifice her Saturday to take us up there. You know, like stuff like that. I just think about how... Um, you know, moms do this naturally. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you have an example of a mom that, that, that really lived this out with you, but that's how God wants all of us to think about others is to not just look out for our own interests, but the interests of others. The second thing I want to encourage us in addition to evaluating our interest, I want to encourage you to embrace humility. Humility is not the most popular thing. You don't see people making posts 
about humility. Like, yeah, let's, I'm going to be humble. Like, you know, hum, humility is just kind of one of those things that um, I don't, I think we've lost in this generation. You know, in fact, it's a generation now that wants to be famous, wants to have power and influence and money, right? You know, and, and humility means really being willing to sacrifice and have a different mindset. You know, what, what is humility? Humility is, is seeing myself uh, in contrast with God in accuracy and being willing to lower myself. Um, in fact, the way that Christ did this, it says that um, in this passage that we just read, it says that he emptied himself. In the ESV translation, he emptied himself. Even though Jesus is above us, he put us first and considered himself a servant. He poured out his life. How are we pouring out our life into others? How are we pouring into others? How are we investing our time, our talents, our treasures into other people? Um, you know, I think about, I talked about Joe Gruber earlier, and I was thinking about this, like seeing him lead so well um, as a lead pastor in Portland, Oregon. Um, it's so exciting for me, first of all, but it also reminded me of how he came alongside me, even though, he, I don't know if you guys know this, but he was my youth leader when I was a kid. When I came to Christ, he was one of the leaders that helped build that youth ministry. And he was a pro skater. And I was like, we're not worthy. Joe, I had a Joe Gruber skateboard and I showed up to youth group and I was like, Joe Gruber. And like, he was like a youth leader to me. Like, and this guy was a mentor to me. He encouraged me. He was somebody that believed in me and was like, man, I believe you could do it. When we were planting Hope Church, he was like, yeah, you could do this. I'm praying for you guys. Right. And then he came on my staff and was my employee, right? He was one of my associate pastors and, and he came along as a humble servant. You know, he could have been above me. Like even now I'm like, man, you are such a great pastor, but he came alongside. And I don't know if you guys know this, but he used to be the first one here to Hope Church. And he'd get here like even earlier than I asked him to come. He, he'd come like a half hour before we needed to be here. And he would just be praying and moving chairs and setting up and checking the bathrooms and cleaning the toilet if it needed to be cleaned. And, and I just, you know, I'm not trying to like lift up the name of Joe Gruber, but the Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. So I'm going to just honor Joe and say, this guy was a servant. Like he had a Jesus like heart. And when you do that, God is going to lift you up. You know, a lot of people want to be lifted up. A lot of people want to be honored without the sacrifice of serving. But Jesus laid out the pathway. He said, the greatest in the kingdom is a servant of all. So before we can be great in God's eyes, we've got to be a servant. We got to, we got to, and for some of us, that means to humble ourselves, right? Is to be humbled. If actually, if we don't humble ourselves, oftentimes we will be humbled. Pride comes before the fall. Pride comes before destruction. So we want to, you want to fall. You want to, you want to go down, lift yourself up in pride. But if you want to go up, lower yourself, serve, come under the leaders in your life, come under maybe uh, your boss. Maybe you don't like your boss. Maybe, maybe, maybe your parents, you know, try to be great, but they're not that great. But you know what? You can still humble yourself and come under their leadership because that's biblical that we would serve and I'm not saying to be in an abusive situation. I always want to give that disclaimer. God isn't calling you to be abused. Um, so like step out from that, you know, we're not called to come under that, um, but we're called to uh, embrace humility. The third thing I want to talk about today. So I talked about evaluating our interest. We talked about embracing humility. The third thing I want to just throw out to you is to exercise 
honor. What is honor? That's not a word we hear too much in our, it's like humility. You don't hear honor too often in our culture. Um, maybe if you're like doing really good in school, you get the honor roll. And what, what honor means in the Bible, it means to give weight to. What do you give weight to in your life? Do you give weight to people? Do you see the beauty and the wonder of God, the awe of God when you look at people in their eyes? I, I want to encourage us. Um, it says value others above yourself. I think honor has to do with value and the value I give you know, and I think it's so important that we, we honor our, our moms. We honor other people in our lives that have given, that have served, that have sacrificed. Um, and, and that we, we, we give weight to who they are, to what they do. And let me just say this. I know that some of us didn't get what we needed. That's the honest truth. Some of us had great moms and, and dads and bosses and, or whatever people in your life. Um, some of us haven't had that right? Even if somebody wasn't great, there's always something that you can honor. That's the truth. Even if you had a dad or a mom that that maybe didn't have the tools or had some brokenness in their life that they didn't really um, help you when they should have or love you the way that they should have, you can still honor something. Just the sheer fact that that woman brought you into the world, okay? That's legit gnarly, like to like give birth, okay? Like that happened. You are here. You were born. Somebody gave birth to you, okay? And just that sheer fact is worthy of honor. That somebody carried you. That somebody went through labor for you. That, that they would bring you. So the point is to exercise honor, to give weight to others above ourselves. If we practice this in our families, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our community, I really believe that, that God will use that and speak through us. Look at Jesus on the cross. Okay, this is like not a good moment, right? Not a good moment. Jesus has been arrested. He's been beaten. He's been abused. He's been called names. He's been spat on. And here he is. He's, on, he's, he's been nailed to a cross, Like God sent his son and we killed him. We nailed him to a cross, like the most gruesome death known to mankind. All of his disciples deserted him, except for the women, which is really, really interesting part of the story. And his mom is there. And John, John's the one disciple that hung in there. He's the the young one. He was the closest friend and he's there. And look at this moment. Jesus is like dying, literally dying. And look at what he's doing. Look at what he's thinking about. John 19, 25 through 27 Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. Aren't you grateful for the people that have stood by you in your lowest moments? That's my mom. Yep. Getting in fights in the principal's office. My mom shows up and she stood by me all those times. The dumb stuff I did, getting dragged home by the cops with the loud country music and the warm heater blasting and my mom's at the door. My dad's at the door. They stood by me. All those moments, those low moments that you've had in your life, there's someone that stood by you. And let me tell you, look at, look at this, this woman, this mother of Jesus. His, uh, his mother's sister married the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. These are, the, these are the people there. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved, that's John, standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to, this, to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, 
this disciple took her into her home. In Jesus' final moment, I mean, he is taking the sins of the world upon himself. He is laying down his life. And in that moment, he's thinking about others. He's thinking about his mom. He's honoring his mom. He's valuing his mom. And he's putting her first. He's looking out for her. He wanted to make sure she would be okay. And so she, he spoke to his mother and said, look at your son, John. John, look at your mother. And he handed off the care for his mom to make sure she'd be taken care of. Let's just circle back to Philippians chapter 2, the end. And I want to read this one more time as we, we wrap this up. We're going to receive communion in just a few minutes if you want to get that, that ready. Uh, but he, here's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at this last passage here. Philippians 2, verses 14 through 15. It says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without finding fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the skies. God wants you to shine like a star in the sky. That contrast standing out from the darkness that there's a light in us. And not none of us, you know, we naturally gravitate towards the darkness. But God puts his spirit in us. He puts that light in us. It's because of his love. It's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. So his kindness, his goodness is poured out. And then we turn our hearts and we go, oh God, I need you. And he fills us with his spirit. He fills us with his love, empowers us to be the light. And I don't think it's just like, I don't think he just wants us to love, uh, love others because we have to. I don't think he just wants us to love others and then complain about it. I think he wants us to love others genuinely from our heart. And if we can't do that, I want to encourage you today, you need to turn to God and receive his love. You need to let his kindness turn your heart and, and then open yourself up to receive that love. Maybe that's your, your next step today. But also maybe your next step is to love others genuinely, not just because you have to, you know. I mean, it just it kind of ruins the whole thing, right? If you're like you 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 give somebody a gift and you're like, ah, I got that to you because I had to, you know, whatever. It's your birthday. Ah, okay. Well, you know, like it just, it kind of just ruins the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just pointless. We got to love, not because we have to, but because we can, because we get to, because God first loved us. Now we have that love for others. And when you do that, you're going to shine like the stars in the sky. You're going to stand out in a way that points others to Jesus. We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831-800-2060. Thanks again for tuning in.